Sha sha. This is episode number 86 of the Homeowner's Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett. Here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner's Show. We're glad that you could join us from your Corona 2020 self-contained quarantine bunker. Man, we should probably like change the intro. Here with me is Craig Williams, but you're really not here with me. I'm not with you. You're beside me on the screen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. It's 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 the warmest, fuzziest homeowner show you've ever experienced. <laughs> this social distancing sucks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's here's one of the interesting things is. Like my, my wife, like is a loving, kind, wonderful person, but sure. she is not a hugger. And, no. and so she's, she's been telling me for like the past week, she's like, I kind of don't want this quarantine thing to end. Not because I don't <laughs> want the quarantine to end, but because so many of my friends have told me that they're going to come hug me. And if I get hugged too many times, I'm probably going to smack somebody. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think she, it's even worse. Like, she's choosy about who she even, like, will allow to touch her in general. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> like, it's, get away from me. Yes, <laughs> the circle is very, very small. Yeah. So, and then sometimes I'm not in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost never in it, so <laughs> <it's fine. laughs> So, so yeah, she's not, she's not looking forward to the, uh, to the un- unveiling of the new world. Um yeah. Well, not because she doesn't want people to get back to normal, but she just may she just may continue to self quarantine for a while just to let everybody get the hugs out, and then she'll she'll emerge from the cave. Yeah, you know it's interesting because so you know there are some of us like like me and like you who love being around people, yes, and love being you know social and those sorts of things, and then there's my wife who. Ooh, I'm really not sure she notices any difference right now. <laughs> she, she's good. <laughs> she's fine. She is fine staying at home and never leaving. <laughs> well, I, get, I get to ratchet up my introvertedness? Deal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that extrovert, extrovert, or introvert, introvert marriages work really well, but I know that my extrovert, introvert marriage works really well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like we 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 have a weird dynamic because, like, I'm I, I'm probably in that weird uh, extrovert introvert, you know, borderline because I I do really enjoy social interaction and being around other people, but like at at some point I reach a threshold and I want to go be in a cave, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not. I, I, you know, I think I think as a man. On some level, there's like, just let me go do my thing. Leave me alone. Almost every man has that, at least somewhere. I would hope so. so. Ah. Otherwise, (laughs) this isn't normal. (laughs) No. And there's there's probably a lot of this that's not normal anyway, but (laughs) I just don't need one extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. How's everything around your house? It's good, man. Like the, I mean, like I'm not here a whole lot still. Um, still out saving the world. That's right. One bug at a time. Um, but 
so since the kids have been home, I, I think I mentioned this a few, I don't know if I mentioned it a few episodes back. I can't remember. But um, one of the big things my, my wife wanted me to make sure and get taken care of was that the pool was warm enough for the kids to start swimming in it. And once again, nothing's normal at my house. So it's difficult to get my pool warm because it never sees the sunshine because right. it's kind of indoors. It has a it's, roof it's over under, it. Yeah, it's yeah. under roof. It's, it's in a building under a roof that yeah. is not in, an enclosed building, um, but it's under a roof. Sure. It never sees the sunshine. So like it, it can be 90 degrees outside and if you didn't have any way to heat the pool, it would be like 65 degrees, like no problem. It's cold in the middle of the summer. Yes, it's quite chilly. Um, and so one of the ways that we work to make that better is we put a solar heater in. And I don't know if people know what that is. It doesn't mean that we have a solar-powered pool heater. It means that we have black rubber lines. I mean, it's, it's actually designed in order to heat pools, but like the, you put it on the roof of the building, you run the lines from the pump up on the, on the roof and pump the water from the pool through these, these black, you know, they're very small black lines that, you know, absorb the heat of the sun, heat the water up and then pump it back into the pool. It's actually pretty effective when it's hot outside. Um, the problem with early spring in Texas is like it's been for the past three nights, it can, it's been down in the forties. Right. Um, so it's gotten kind of chilly. So we decided to be a little more proactive and it's a smaller pool. So we don't, we didn't want to spend like three grand on a pool pump uh, on, a, on a pool heater, um, which just seems ridiculous by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's generally about what the, I mean, and that's just what the unit costs. That's not getting right. installed or running the electricity over there. Cause it, you know, or running a gas line over there or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so we did a little bit of research, um, and, and figured out that we could get a propane, uh, water heater and these propane. are, uh, yeah. And so it's, it runs off two D cell batteries and propane. It's super, super cool. Cost us 120 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it takes a little bit of, uh, you know, plumbing prowess to get this and we're still working the kinks out. I mean, because like it's not designed to be functioning the way that we're using it. Um, <laughs> well, welcome to your house. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what these things are designed and they're, and like for what they are, man, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, like if anybody has like a, like a primitive cabin and they want to be able to take a hot shower, this thing would be fantastic if you have access to any kind of running water. Um, okay. so basically you pump water in ones. It's, it's a, it's a tankless water heater is what it is. Um, nice. yeah. And I think they're made in like Taiwan or something. Cause like none of the things on the outside are in English or in any kind of good English. Uh, <laughs> so, but basically you, you know, you, you hook up a, in an inlet and then you, the out and then a gas line and that's it. And as soon as water starts pumping into the thing, it clicks on and let me tell you, man, it'll, it'll pump water out. That's about 140 degrees. Like no wow. problem. No problem. Goodness. Um, so, but the issue has been the way that our pool pump is set up that as the water begins to circulate, 
the water circulation is so strong because of that pump that rather than continuing to push water out to this uh, to this water heater, it actually eventually creates a suction, like a vacuum. And so it begins to pull water where it was at one point pushing water. Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, so the way I got around that is I end up putting a backflow preventer on the line coming out so that it can only push water. Okay. Um, and that, that seems to be working better. Right now. But like, if you just hook like a what regular hose bib up to it and you want hot water, you get hot water until you run out of propane, man. So, okay. So, so I guess the question I've got is like, you really only run this thing whenever you want to swim in it. Right. Is that the way that works? Um, well, I mean, you, you, you run it whenever you run the pool pump. So okay. whenever, whenever you run your filter, your filtration system. And so like, and we have a toggle switch and so we'll, we'll go out there and we'll set it and run it for a long time. Um, and within like, you know, it's not, it's not a huge pool, but it's not a little pool either. Um, right. and so with, within about three days, we were able to raise the temp on the water about five degrees. Okay. Which is pretty significant. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. now that we've kind of got it figured out, we, we figure we'll be able to get the water well above 80 degrees. Uh, within a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, so at, at that point, like how much propane are you using? So just the um, five gallon tanks. Okay. So, but, but how often do you go through one of those? Um, the We went through a, so like just to get going, we had like a half a tank and it, it, and this was running it quite a bit, but we went through that one in about two and a half weeks. Okay. That's actually not bad at all. Yeah. So, I mean, like a refill on a five gallon propane tanks, like 15 bucks. Right. So, I mean, and we just went and bought three more just to keep it running. So, I mean, yeah. all in all with 120 bucks and another 45, I mean, like we're still under 200 bucks to get the pool heated. That's, that's not bad. So, and you know, I mean, give, given that, given the fact that to, to actually buy a heater for that thing, and the maintenance on that and all those sorts of things, you're probably still saving quite a bit of money. Bukus. I mean, like we, we ran the numbers on this man. It's like, if, if we wear this thing out and we have to buy another one, we're still not even approaching three grand. No. So now the three grand one, I mean, like it'd probably do it faster. Um, but there was all sorts of extenuating circumstances around even installing that thing. Yeah. Um, cause if you, if you do it electrically, then your electric bill is going to go up and it was going to sure. go up anyway because we're running the pool pump, but it's, you know, then you're pulling twice as much. And if we do the gas, we're gonna have to get a gas line put in and we don't know exactly how easy that is. Uh, yeah. Especially whenever your pool is, I mean, it, it's under a deck basically, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's one that might look at that and go, oh yeah, it shouldn't be a problem because it's easy access and there's probably a different reality (laughs) somewhere in there. Yeah. There's, there's not an easy way to get, to get gas over there. Basically there's not. Well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting in that pool whenever it's warmer because as it was, I didn't get in that pool, man. <laughs> Too cold. Children for me. were coming out blue. Yes, they, literally, my son would come out and was like chattering. He's like, "Okay, come over here. Let's warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Step outside for a minute." Yeah. So, 
Well, the, cool. my, my previous experiment on heating the pool last year, which mind you was effective, caught on fire. So, oh, <laughs> well, that's not good at all. Well, it wasn't, no, it wasn't good when it caught on fire, but everything prior to that was great. It heated the pool like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> well, it was, it was a, uh, it was an experiment. Yes. And, and it, you want to make an omelet? You got to break a few eggs. It, it eventually failed. <laughs> I don't mind killing baby chickens. <laughs> Exactly. They're delicious. Exactly. They are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, um, uh, we, we've got a we got a pretty cool episode here. Uh, we we just got through doing a review. It's it's been a while since we've done very many reviews, but yeah. So we just um, decided to go ahead and mash them all together. And just, <laughs> just, that's just right. Some reviews. That's right. Well, you know, uh, just to be honest with our listeners, it's it's easier. Uh, to get Craig and I on a Zoom call than to get some interview people. And uh, it's a whole lot more fun to be in a studio whenever whenever we got people to interview and if we have that option. So anyway, it's a good opportunity for us to get some reviews that we've been looking forward to doing. Um, kind of, you know, get those up. So uh, today we're going to, we're going to review a new purchase of mine, one that, that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Um, so I, I'm going to kind of give a little bit of, of history here before we get into this and give some more information here. So I, I don't know, man, like probably, probably about seven or eight years ago, I bought a, I finally kind of broke down and bought a really good, uh, gas weed eater. Mm -hmm. And it, it was great. I mean, they're, they're really not all that expensive, and you can get one for 150 bucks that that works really well. Yeah. Um, and they've got a lot of power, and they do they do a great job. And um, I and I started uh, started thinking, man, I'm I will always have a gas weedier, always. Like, there's no reason to go back to something besides that. And so, um, oddly enough, at the end of last season this thing started leaking gas a little bit and it wasn't mm. a lot. It was just enough that like I would come back the next time it was time to mow my yard and go, I'm pretty sure I filled that tank up last time and I didn't run it enough to run all the gas out. And now I have no more gas. Um, and it was, you know, there's moisture on it. So I'm going, okay, there's something going on here. So finally, it was like, man, I'm going to have to buy me a new weed eater because I don't know if you've ever priced just getting something like that fixed. You might as well replace it. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to pay, you know, 75, 80 bucks minimum to get someone to diagnose it. And then you got to buy parts for it. It's not worth the money. So um, I'd been hearing and kind of last time I was in uh, the box store, I walked up and down the weed eater aisle. And I had seen battery-powered weed eaters being more of a thing. And I was like, this is, this is interesting to me because we're no longer talking like 18-volt like um, batteries. Mm -hmm. Like Ryobi came out with a 40-volt battery uh, that they use on multiple different products. And um, there's, there's all kinds of variations of batteries now that are bigger than what you would put on a cordless drill, for example. 
So I got to think, and some of these products are, I mean, if they're, if they're doing this well, like maybe it's something that I should look into. And so I just started doing some research and I, I'm a researcher by nature. Um, and, and I enjoy knowing that the product that I get is going to be a good product. It's going to last a long time. And I'm going to get the best thing for the job that needs to be done. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, don't, don't go postal on me or anything, but I really don't care if my weed eater puts out emissions or not. Okay. <laughs> I don't not, care. Not at the top of the list of concerns. No, it's, does it get the job done? That's yeah. really, I, I don't want to have to, you know, play games with a weed eater. I mean, is that, is that something people actually fuss about? Like the emissions on a weed whacker? I would hope not. Right. I, I would, okay, somewhere I, somebody does. I just assumed that you, you know, encountered some hostility at some point in time, but. No, no, I, I just know people. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know that there are people out there that are like as few emissions as possible. Right. I mean, these people drive electric cars. They, you know, and and not that there's anything wrong with electric cars. Right. And there's, I think I might want one someday. I'm getting one. uh, I've I've made it publicly known that I'm getting that Tesla truck. Yeah, man. It's, it's a pretty good, pretty good option. And and the thing, but like to me, there's bigger benefits than the emissions. (laughs) So to me, that's not even, that's not even the big question. So, Anyway, I started doing my research and I got, I, I started Googling the, uh, the phrase uh, electric battery or battery powered, either electric or battery powered weed eater versus gas. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a rabbit hole. You can, you can go a lot of different places with it. But I started getting some really good information and found out that a lot of these new battery powered uh devices have every bit as much power and maybe more power than some of the gas versions it's completely reasonable to think that they might have more power okay it, it, it is but i think it's counterintuitive to think that because a lot of times like for instance what i think about uh originally is i think about the chainsaw that i own so mm-hmm. I, I needed a small tree down a long time ago. And I was like, okay, I can pay someone to come do this or I can do it myself, but I don't have a chainsaw. So I go to the store, I look at chainsaws and I, and for half the price, I can buy an electric one that plugs in. Right. Right. And, it, and it's a decent one. Honestly, it, it does a really pretty good job, but I got to have a cord on it. It, it has nowhere near the power of a gas. No. Um, and and so logically speaking, I'm looking at this going, there's no way that something electric is going to beat the power of gas. But when you start talking about battery power, then things start changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know all the the physics behind everything. I don't understand electricity all that much. Somebody knows that a lot better than I do. But I, for instance, I know there's a reason that a golf cart that's electric has six batteries in it. Right. There's six, six volt batteries rather than, than three 12 volt batteries. Um, part of that is because you can't put a, a, a sequence of three, right? You got to have even numbers mm-hmm. in order to make things work. But at the same time, like 
when you start putting things in sequence, then you get more power out of them. So all that to be said, uh, I started finding out that, that some of these battery powered trimmers are actually every bit as good as a gas trimmer is. And so then I'm down the rabbit hole of which one's better than the next one. Mm. Uh, because there's all sorts of companies out there producing these things. And so long story short, without going through all of that information, it was very obvious to me that Ego was by far the best electric uh, battery-powered trimmer on the market. That's, that's the brand name. Ego is the brand named. Um, so the, there's a lot behind that, but as far as its power and as far as its runtime goes, it was, it was by far the best. Um, there were others that were close, um, but the interesting thing is it was also not the most expensive. There were ones out there that were more expensive that didn't perform as well as the Ego did. Do you, do you remember the brand names of some of the other ones you looked at? Yeah, so so I looked at um, I looked at Ryobi, which is a very popular brand. Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, Works, W O R X, I believe. Okay, um, and I looked at Milwaukee. Okay, and, and I, I I'm here to tell you, man, like Milwaukee has some incredible products. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is their trimmer works on the very same battery as their power tools, which is an 18 volt battery. Okay. And, and it was the second one in line as far as I was concerned. Oh, for you it to get? Was, yes. And it was running on an 18-volt battery. Um, but Milwaukee has some really incredible power tools, including like, you know, miter saws and compound oh, yeah. miter saws and all kinds of stuff that runs on an 18-volt battery um, and, and outperforms a lot of other power tools out there. And so if you've... One of the things I would say is if you've got a system... Stick with your system. Sure. You know, if you've got the Milwaukee system, st- go get that trimmer. You know, if you've got a Ryobi system where you're already using their 40 volt batteries, it makes sense to go get one of those trimmers, even if it may not be the best one on the market, right? The Walt is another one that mm-hmm. has uh, a good trimmer. Um, but at the end of the day, none of them outperformed the Ego. So, before I really get into the trimmer side of things, one thing I want to do is I just want to run through a list of some of their products because I think it is astonishing some of the products that they've got. So one of them is uh, just to kind of start at the top, I think, is a mower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are other brands that have mowers as well, but there's a few things that are unique about it. Uh, one of them, and whenever I bought my last mower, I was very intent on buying one that had a blade stop on it. So do you know what I mean by that? No. So basically, um, I can I can shut the blade off without stopping the motor. Okay. So, uh, you know, for instance, let's say I'm, I'm bagging my grass. Most mowers that you buy, when you let go of the handle the whole thing stops. Right. So every time you put the bag on, you're ready to go again, you got to pull the, pull the cord. Right. Right. So 
I was tired of pulling the cord. So I wanted to pull the cord one time. You get a blade stop. It basically means you can let go of the thing and the the blade shuts off, but the motor doesn't shut off. But you're talking about this so, is all like on push mowers. This is on push mower like what I what I currently own, a gas mower. Yeah. I, I wanted to make sure I had that feature. Well lazy people uh, like me have no idea what you're talking about when you say pull start. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Um so you, you go to, to one of these types of mowers and first of all, they're very quiet because there's no big, massive gas motor, carburetor, all that kind of stuff making noise. And so you press a button and it starts moving. It is self-propelled, but you don't have to have the blade going in order to move the thing. So that's kind of a nice feature. Yeah. But it's also got two blades on it. It's got a mulching blade and a regular cut blade. Okay. And 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 honestly, like from what I can tell, it doesn't interfere with each other. It doesn't have any issues. And the thing works really, really well. It's very powerful. It's got like a I think it's got a 60 minute runtime on it, um, which which isn't bad. Uh, that's on one battery. Yeah. So um, one of the things I'll mention about batteries is they've got all the batteries fit on all of their products. They, okay. So that's kind of a neat thing. And they have different um, size batteries, I'm guessing. Different sizes. So the lowest one is a two, two amp hour battery and the highest one is a seven and a half amp hour battery, which a little bit deceiving on what that actually means. It doesn't mean you get seven and a half hours out of <laughs> that deal. Um, it just means that you're getting quite a bit more capacity out of that battery. Okay. So, uh, you know, depending on which batteries you're using, you're going to get more time on that, on that mower, but they've got a mower and it's a, from what I can tell it is, it's a good product. Uh, they've got a couple of different blowers. One is just a handheld blower and this is going to be, uh, they've got different models, but it's going to be equivalent to, uh, any gas powered handheld motor, uh, handheld with a motor, uh, blower. It's going to mm. do a great job. Um, but they've even got a backpack blower. Mm. So, and, and so you think about this, like this thing is, is a lot lighter than something that has to have a tank on it and a motor. All you got to do is put, put a, uh, pack on your back and, stick a battery on that thing and, uh, and you're good to go. And it, I mean, the thing, the thing has really, really good power on it. Um, I, I was reading some of like the CFMs and stuff. It has between 320 and 600 CFMs with a maximum air, air velocity on it of 145 miles per hour. So what's I, mean, a, I, I have no idea what a CFM is. Uh, it's, um, it's and as soon as you said that, I knew I was going to forget. Basically, it's the amount of airflow that it pushes through the the cylinder per minute. Okay. So it's a it's it's a flow amount of air. Okay. So it's an um, acronym for something that it is. And as soon as I've you know, as soon as you ask me about it, I'm going to forget because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> it's a um, up oh, there. It is. Cubic feet per minute. I had it. It just came to me. Okay. Cubic feet per minute. Um, so a uh, couple of different blower options. They've got hedge trimmers. Um, 
They've got chainsaws, dude. Like, like legit, legit chains. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got an eighteen inch chainsaw, chainsaw, um, all the way down to a fourteen inch chainsaw. Um, so and they've re- got a. I mean, real quick, are these are these guys mainly focused on like outdoor like lawn maintenance tools? That is that is all they do. Okay, so they're they, not doing like they, drills and saws and all nope. that other stuff. They they are not doing power tools. They're doing outdoor lawn equipment primarily. There is uh, an exception to that, um, and I'll I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, are they a fairly new they, company? Yeah, yeah, they're fairly new. They've been, I, I don't I'd have to go back and figure out um, where where they where they started and, and timeline and all of that. That's something that you can go research yourself if you're really <laughs> interested sure. in. But like, yeah. they've even got uh, a pretty amazing looking snowblower huh um obviously we don't have a need for that no but i mean think about the the ability to to just you know put a battery into a snowblower and go although Um, i i think there's a case to be made that at least here in southeast texas we need something equivalent to a snowblower in order to manage pine needles yeah because the typical blower just does i mean like it doesn't get the job done. Not the same. No. Not the same. No. I mean, you can get a really good backpack blower and it's still going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, I, I kind of have a really powerful one, man. And you get like this weird like sheeting effect with the, the yep. pine needles. Like they all like hold on together and make like a bed sheet and like you kind of flap it in the wind. It doesn't go anywhere. It goes nowhere. Yeah. You're exactly right. I I know the feeling. So um, get on that. So whatever the, whoever you are out there <laughs> figure it out engineers <laughs> so uh I, just a couple other things i want to mention that are kind of cool one of them is uh that they have a this is so cool to me uh they have what they call a commercial backpack battery um and so basically it is a a backpack that is a battery and oh. so it and it plugs into any of your devices like anything would, uh, and like any regular battery would, but it has a ton more time. It's a 28 amp hour battery. So I guess like so, if you have like a commercial lawn service? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're using this commercially, they do have uh, commercial products. So um, how, how long are they estimating that backpack could last? Um, that's a really good question. Um, so 20, I mean, like the only hours, reason I ask is I know, I know that we have lots of landscape companies that actually listen to this show. Um, sure. That might be interested in something like that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think it's really difficult to kind of figure that out because some, some things are going to require more power than others. Right. Like a, like a lawnmower is going to require more power than, than a trimmer is. Right. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit difficult to figure that out. What I do know is that you're you're using a 28 amp hour battery when their largest handheld battery is seven and a half amp hour. Right. So it's almost four times the the capacity of one of those. So, but it um, but it, it also sounds like their products are going to be more geared toward like the homeowner rather than the they, commercial landscaper and, and things like because they only have the push mower. And then the, right. weed, the weed eater and some of the other things. And a lot of these guys who are, you know, they at least want like the stand behind units yes. with, the, with the sled or the, yep. the, the zero turn. 
Right. And, and I, I don't know that they'll ever have something like that. Maybe they will. I mean, goodness, if we can build a car with a battery in it, I, I think we can do that as well. Give Elon um, time. That's exactly right. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, one other product I want to mention before I get into really into, you know, talking about the trimmer for a minute, which won't take forever. So don't think that we're <laughs> going to be too much longer here is that they have a uh, some portable power things like they've got a 150 watt power inverter mm-hmm. um, but they've also got uh, a 3000 watt generator oh that's cool that that you can put uh, you can put four batteries on and it uh, so it's got it's got three regular uh, AC outlets mm-hmm. 120 volt outlets and four USB ports. Um, it's also got, an, an LED display that shows runtime, all these sorts of things. It is indoor and outdoor rated and because there's no emissions that, on it. It's just exactly. It's just electrical and it's, and it's not going to be loud either. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's battery powered. So, so like, could it, uh, could it run like a refrigerator? It says it'll run absolutely every, there's not an appliance in your home that it will not run. So it could run the air conditioning. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I, that's a, typically not an indoor appliance. So, I mean, that'd be the um, real test, honestly. It would be. It would be, but most, I mean, it, it's, it's running 120 volt outlets, not, you know, not 220. Not 240. Yeah, or two, 220 or 240. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it, anyway, the point is, I mean, that's a pretty slick device. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, to have. Uh, in fact, I, if I can figure out a way to con myself into buying one of those, I probably <laughs> will. Well, um, I, which to me raises like a, the, the, I mean, because you, you've got the, the trimmer, right? Yes. The, the weed whacker. As, yep. uh, and so did it just come with the one battery? It did. So did you look into like what the cost of replacing that battery is? Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, they're, they're really not, they're, it's, it's really not that cheap. Uh, they're, they're expensive batteries. Um, you can, you can find all of that on their website, which we will, uh, post a link to, but like just to replace the battery that I've got, which is a two and a half amp hour battery. Um, you're looking at roughly, uh, 150 bucks okay. for that battery. That's actually now, not that if bad. You want, no, I mean, when, when you consider a couple of things, uh, one of the things to consider is the fact that I'm never going to buy gas for my weed eater again. Right. You know, I, I don't ever have to buy gas and or oil. I don't have to buy oil. And so the maintenance of it is, is greatly diminished. Um, by is the, the way, is there maintenance? You, probably a little bit. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, before I get there, I'll tell you that if you go buy their seven and a half amp hour battery, that thing's three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, um, but if you're using a, a trimmer, you're probably you don't need that much. Yeah, uh, you probably need that for some of their bigger items like a lawnmower. It would probably make those the sorts of things trimmer a little heavier too. I mean, like it would, it would, it absolutely would. Uh, one one of the things that I'll say is um, it balances really, really well. Mm. Um, with the battery the, the that you have with the battery on there, it balances itself really, really well. You take the battery off and it's very, very end heavy as yeah. you can imagine. 
Um, as far as maintenance goes, I mean, th- there's, there's a lot of different things that I think you would need maintenance for on the head of a trimmer. And some of that is just, you know, the debris that gets in there. If you ever get any, you know, twine, you know, like a, some of these grass stuff, it, you know, could wrap around just keeping those things clean. But as far as like, there's no motor, it's just no. battery. So, um, there's really not that much to, to maintain. So, uh, maintenance wise, things a breeze. Um, so let's talk about the, uh, the trimmer specifically, cause Cause I've got it, I've used it and I will tell you, man, I am, I am so impressed. Uh, it's weird. Like whenever I was using it, um, for the first time, it didn't feel like I had as much power in my hand, Mm -hmm. but it definitely performed every bit as good as my other trimmer did. Um, it was it was amazing. Well, not to throw to, it under the bus, but what was what was the other trimmer that you had? It was a it was a Troy built. Troy built, okay, which is typically it was a, a really good brand. It is. Uh, it was a Troy built. It was um, a two cycle. So um, basically, the different if you don't know the difference between a two cycle and a four cycle is a four cycle runs off gasoline yeah. alone, and a two cycle is going to have a mixture of gasoline and oil. Have you ever used a four um, cycle? I haven't. Dude. No, <laughs> I'm sure they're a lot more powerful. They're monsters. Yeah, yeah. I I doubt that this specific one would really compare to a four cycle. I honestly don't know why a four cycle is necessary. I mean, I got, well, I'm, I'm, there might be a situation in which I don't know. Maybe there's just I don't, I don't know. But I mean, like two two cycles always been plenty for whatever I needed to do. Yeah, same same here. Um, it's gonna it's gonna do a fine job. <laughs> um, so uh, just to uh, one of the things I will tell you is is I was a little bit frustrated with myself because even with all the research that I got, um, they have two different trimmers that are essentially the same thing, except one of them is. Um, what they call a split shaft Mm -hmm. and split shaft allows you to put other accessories on it. So, um, a a lot of, a lot of trimmers will, will allow for this, but, um, some of the edger and like a, yeah, kind of stuff. Yes. So they've got like an edger, they've got a, a, a small tiller, they've got like a sweeper and, um, a uh, couple of different sweeper brushes then they've got a hedge trimmer and they've also got a pole saw. And then they've, there's like an extension that you can, you can buy as well so that you can use even more of the pole saw for example. Okay. Um, I thought for some stupid reason that they only, that was the only one that they were selling in the model that I was getting, uh, which was untrue. Mm. They have one that is just the tool and then they have one that is the tool that you can also put accessories with. So the difference was when I bought mine, uh, the, the price of the tool with the battery was $230. If I were to buy the one with the trimmer, with the power load that you can put different um, adjustable, the, the adjustable um, attachments on there, it was 350 
So, you know, another $120 for the tool, and then you have to buy all the accessories separately. Right. So, for example, let's just take the um, the Pulse offer, for instance. I went and looked because I was curious, how much does that 18-inch uh, chainsaw cost? One of the things that it has on it, which is crazy, it has a big old LED light on it, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty awesome. Uh, but you can buy the tool by itself for two hundred bucks. The 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 chainsaw. Okay. I've already got a battery. You know, right. I've already got a battery for it. I didn't necessarily have to go buy another battery with it. And so, if you go buy the pole saw attachment for this trimmer. It's a hundred and set hundred and sixty or hundred and seventy dollars. So for another thirty bucks, you get the entire tool. You know, now it functions differently, right? Right. Pole saw is going to have a different function. But I'm just saying, if you're looking for a chainsaw, you got to kind of weigh the cost. Do you right. want just the tool, or do you want the interchangeable parts option? It was an extra hundred and twenty bucks uh, between one hundred twenty and one hundred thirty bucks to get the one that had the attachments available to it. So I just chose not to, to go that route this time. Mm. Well, um, one of the best routes you can go, Kevin is with Paul, the plumber. That's right. You can give them. He's a, awesome, man. These, these guys are so incredible. They keep coming out with new options in order to adjust to the way they we're having to do business right now. Um, I, w- I was talking to them the other day and they were, they were talking about how they added uh, virtual diagnosis now. Uh, so maybe they don't have to come into your home, but they can get on, on the computer, they can get on the phone with you and they can actually diagnose what's going on in your phone. If you can just show them around, you know, virtually via your phone. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can like see my kitchen back here right behind me <laughs> and uh, I can just walk them over there and be like, look, here's what's going on with my refrigerator over there in the background. Yeah, and they're like, Kevin, stop throwing your used Cheerios down the drain. It's going to get clogged every time. <laughs> we're, we're tired not of coming. There's, not that not there's anything, there's anything wrong with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, guys, you can call Paul the plumber at 832-521-3252. I know Deborah would be happy to get you on their schedule or get you on the phone with an experienced, licensed, and bonded plumber to get your house diagnosed and fixed. They're going to take care of you. And you don't even have to call. I mean, all you got to do is get on Facebook, right? Get on Facebook, click book now, or go to paultheplumberllc.com. Click book online. You can book an appointment there. Send them an email if you need to. It's simple. Give them a call. It It doesn't get more simple than that. It's a great way to help support the show as well. That's right. Give That's Paul right. a, the plumber a call. That's right. So I got to well, tell you, man, like this, uh, this, this trimmer, this is, this is one of the rare situations where I actually got to, to see this thing. Yeah. And I got to, I got to tell you, like, I'm, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. In fact, whatever I, whatever I pulled the, uh, the trigger on it because I didn't let him touch it because coronavirus, um, <laughs> even though, <he> even <laughs> though I was gloved and masked. That's true. You were, you absolutely were. You're yeah. being responsible. And standing six feet away, um, which I think I still yeah. could have reached the trimmer with at six feet. <laughs> That's true. You got monkey so, arms. Not, not um, that I'm upset. 
or bitter or mad <laughs> or plotting my revenge. That's okay. I'll let you borrow it someday. <laughs> um, but I, I, I pulled the, the trigger on it and he went, whoa. Yeah. I, you're like, wow, that was not what you expected to hear. I was expecting uh, like to see a windmill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did not see a windmill. No. No. Um, and, and, and the next thing you commented on was like, you said, is that a carbon fiber shaft? Yeah. And I said, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Well, so, but, but like, here's the thing that like, that took the cake for me is, is when I saw it electronically adjust the, I don't even know what you call it, but the, um, the, the, the line, the line on the trimmer. Yeah. When it, when yeah. like it adjusted the line on the trimmer automatically, I was like, yeah. Oh, pff, everybody else yeah. is done. That's right. I mean, so, I, I don't, okay. and there may be gas powered ones out there that are doing that, but I haven't seen them. I, I haven't seen them either. So, so let's talk about a couple of the features here. Um, and let's start with that one because I'll tell you when, when you combine the, the fact that the like if you had nothing that, else and you just had that feature, I'm out, I'm in like, give me that. I, I want exactly. that. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm done looking at anything else. So you combine the, the, the fact that it had the most power, the best runtime, and then you add this feature. It was, it was a no brainer. So, so let me explain this to you guys. So one of the most frustrating things that I did with my last trimmer was change the trim line because what, what I had to do is I had to, I had to unscrew the bottom of that thing. Let me, let me, pop let, me just, it out. let me, let me just say this real quick. There has to be some obnoxious jerk out there that's the engineer on some of these things. <laughs> some of these things, laughing. they are the dumbest, most obnoxious systems I've ever seen in my life. I despise them, and I, I hope that they all get massive bunions on their feet because they deserve every single one of them. I hate those things. Hate I agree. them. They're, I mean, like, there's Maybe. nothing wrong. Like, like I, I don't know what it is, but like when I was a kid and my dad used to make me like there was just the simple wrap around. You it was there was two levels and you wrapped them around and then you stuck it through the hole and when you needed more you popped it on the ground. The spring loaded it and popped it out more. I don't know what's yeah. going on with some of these other ones. I know, I like agree. Well, I, I, so I'll tell you what's interesting is mine is very my, my the one that I just got rid of is very much like what you were just talking about. You, you wrap it around. You got, there's two different, two different like levels. Place, yeah. Levels yeah. that those go in, wrap it around, stick it through all the, but man, it was never that simple. Part of it is because that bump stop that you had to unscrew like that thing, it wound itself tighter. Yep. Whenever you, whenever you turned it on, you could not do it in a loose way. I had to use, a um, a strap wrench to get that thing off every single time. Mm. And it was, it was annoying. So that guy needs um, to be throat punched. I agree. If you're that I guy, agree. send like, the show a message. We'll send you a virtual throat punch. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so here's what this thing does, man. You, you, you take your line, you cut it and you thread it through the head. Uh, and it, you just push it in one hole. It comes out the other hole and you make both ends meet. You kind of hold it. And then there is a button on the top of that, uh, that head that you push. And it electronically 
feeds the line into the right place and you don't have to wind anything. It literally winds itself because battery. Yeah. I, I'm, I was flabbergasted whenever I found out that that was even a thing. And so here, here's the crazy thing. Like I, I didn't believe that it worked. So I started watching video after video after video after video of people doing this Mm -hmm. and went, oh, if he can do it, I think it probably actually works. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw it. And and my first thought was, oh, they invented a weed whacker that can improve your mental health. (laughs) Exactly. Good for them. Exactly. So on top of that, it is a bump feed instead of a self feed. So a lot of these new innovative weed eaters have come out with this self feed feature that when you need more line, it just puts more out. It continually doesn't work. Right. Um, So the bump feed continues to be the, the best option where you just bump the ground and it more line comes out. So, this thing, I mean, as far as the functionality of it goes, uh, just bumping it, the line comes out immediately. It works every single time. And when I'm out of line, re, you know, putting more line in is the absolute easiest thing that I could have possibly done. Um, and just so you know, it's got a 15-inch cutting swath. So that kind of gives you an idea of how, how wide Just a little cuts. more than a foot. It's just a little more than a foot, which is pretty on par with just about every gas or electric out there. They may be an inch different here or there, you know, more or less, but it is. It's good because you want to keep your toes. Exactly. You don't want it to be much more than that. Um, It is. uh, So, so then I mentioned, I mentioned the shaft. This thing is a carbon fiber shaft. So, um, it first of all, carbon fiber is very, very strong. Yeah. Um, the likelihood of you damaging that is is pretty small. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's extremely lightweight. So when you start thinking about um, just the weight of a tool, you put a carbon fiber shaft instead of uh, you know a metal shaft on there, and it is uh, man, it's awesome. It's a, it's, it's really, really, uh, lightweight and it feels good in your hands. Like I said, it's very evenly weighted, so you don't have to worry about any of that. So really, really, um, cool as far as that goes. The other thing is like some of these, some of these trimmers feel very short. Have have you ever picked one up? That's like, like I got to lean over the whole time. Hunchback of Notre Dame in order to operate this thing. Exactly. (laughs) Um, even, even for me being super short, uh, it just still feels like, you know, some of these things are, are awful to deal with, but, um, this one is, is really long. Uh, I would have to go back and, and figure out exactly what, what length the shaft is, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's long. I, I do not, it's longer than my other one was. So let, let me, I don't let have me ask to, you this because this okay. is, uh, do, do they have the option for a shoulder strap? Mm, yes. On, on their commercial one. On their they commercial have a commercial one? trimmer. Yeah, so they like... you do have it on that one. I'll tell everybody, like, this is an upgrade worth getting if you haven't ever experienced it. Um, so on the one that we use over at the office, uh, we have a shoulder strap with a Y handle. 
And so you actually don't hold it on the shaft. You hold it with the Y handle and then you support it with the shoulder strap. Okay. And if, yeah, if it, if it's set up properly, like what you're talking about, where like the shaft is actually long enough where you're not having to like hunch over and go see a chiropractor when you're done, you know, yeah. you, just, you, you basically stand upright and you've got this Y handle in your arm and then all the weight is basically on you like a backpack and you just use right. that Y handle to kind of move things. Around. I'm moving around like people can see me when they're listening. Um, <laughs> go over to YouTube and watch the video. You can see what I'm talking about. I mean, you kind of... That's right. Yeah, it's it, it's really, really cool and it's a, it's a great option on Weed Whackers. I don't know if this Ego one has that, but like it's a... Uh, it, it makes... It's just better on your back. It is. No, it absolutely is. A um, couple, of, couple other things I just want to kind of mention is, so in order to operate it, uh, it it's got a good, nice rubber handle grip. Mm-hmm. Um, there is kind of a kind of a thumb and then a pull with your fingers. Now, once you once you do that thumb lever, uh, that thumb button, and pull the uh, the actual lever to, to start the motor to spin, um, it, you, you can let go of that thumb button. You don't have to have it. You don't have to have it depressed the whole time. Although I found just the, the ergonomics of that handle, it, it actually isn't a problem mm. to kind of hold that in. So, but it's variable speed. Um, you know, you're going to get the ability to, um, to, to not put it full throttle. And if you need, you know, to get some, some heavier brush, you can, you can put it full throttle and it works really well. The other thing I love about it is that with my gas trimmer, a lot of times, so I use it as an edger too, but I don't use the edger attachment. You know what I mean? Like I just, I kind of turn it over and, and put it, you know, perpendicular to the ground and, and take off. Sometimes my gas woman would clog up Uh uh, when I did that. Just the gas didn't like being turned upside down. And it wouldn't feed the gas as well. Uh, you don't have that problem with this because there's no gas. <laughs> so, you know, hold it however way you want to. It's, Flip it you know, upside down. Nobody cares. Take off like absolutely. a helicopter. That's right. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's so that's I, what they need to get into right there is the helicopters. You, well, you need to be able to like join <laughs> four of them together. Oh, man. Transforming lawn equipment into drone, rideable drones. There you go. That, if hey. you, if, man. That's your business right there. If you uh, can make that happen, you got you got some money coming at you at that yep. point. I'll give you some. There you go. Yep. So I mean, honestly, there there's I mean there's not that much that goes into a trimmer, really. Does it cut the grass? Does it not? Does it kill you know it cut through the weeds? Does it not? This thing does a phenomenal job. I guarantee you that it has every bit as much power as my gas one did does a phenomenal job uh the ease of the self-load feature on the 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 line and that's worth it and to think that the maintenance is so much less that i'm never gonna have to buy gas for this thing like i mean just just, back up real quick just so everyone understands how long does it take you to load line into this trimmer like give from the time from the time that I start loading it, so it's already cut. No, like in, you can include the cut time. That's fine. I can, I could, I could reload this thing in under a minute. Want everyone to just like soak that in for a minute. 
under a minute, like cutting it, inserting it, pressing the button. It goes done. That was a very accurate impersonation of the weed whacker, by the way. It sounds just like that, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, to me, to not have to mix mix oil ever again, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but even beyond that, like I'd gotten lazy, and I I would go buy the pre mixed stuff, um, just because it was guy. already mixed. Dude, I don't know what was wrong with me because one of those gallons is like almost twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and so just think about that for a minute. I I bet you, in my lazy years, I probably bought ten of those. I've, I've basically paid for that tremor. You paid for the battery. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, okay, let's talk about the battery for just one minute and then we can kind of be done. So these batteries are incredible. They're not just the typical lithium batteries that they've always had. Um, you can go do some research on on how they put the battery together and what makes it different. One of the really cool things about this battery is it's smart. So you can leave it on the charger all the time. Mm-hmm. You do not have to take it off. Even through the winter months, if you want to take it off the bat, uh, off the charger, you can, but you don't have to. What it will do whenever it's quote-unquote dormant is it will reduce itself down to 30% mm-hmm. and hold at 30%. It will not expel itself past 30%. And the research that I was seeing was saying that in order to preserve a battery, you need to keep it below 50% and higher than 20% in order to kind of keep it safe. So at that point, what you do after the winter months is you just take it off the charger and plug it right back in and it'll, it'll rapidly charge itself back up and you're good to go probably about 30 minutes later. Hmm. So, um, It's a very smart battery. There's not a lot to do with it. You don't have to worry about, do I have to run it all the way down before I charge it back up? No, it's like your cell phone. I mean, you can charge it at any point. It's not going to kill the battery. So um, the batteries have a very, very long run time as far as um, that goes. Uh, I I haven't done all the research to figure out exactly how long you're going to get out of a battery because, again, are you running that battery every day? you running it every week, every other week? You know, what are you doing with it? that uh, really determines on how long that battery is going to last. Everybody's going to use it differently, but the batteries are, are really, really great. And, and I forgot to mention this. It's a 56 volt battery. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't a, this it's isn't a one of those battery. eight. It's massive. Um, but it's not so heavy that it, that it, I mean, again, it balances very, very well. Um, but yeah, 56 volt battery. It's one of the biggest on the market right now. And it gets the job done. It it cuts the mustard, so to speak. It's it's a really impressive trimmer, man. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pleased with it. I can I can see a day whenever I buy more of their products. I mean, I I just think that they they're they're doing a really good deal with um, providing a lot of power and a lot of quality products. While honestly, it is it is good for the environment. And yeah. I, I you know if I can couple both and still get the job done. That makes me happy. Yeah, I think if there's anybody out there that has been has been using, is it, you said ego, right? 
Yeah. Ego, mm-hmm. if, there, if there's anybody out there that's been using ego products, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, like send us, send us a, you know, tag us up on Facebook, send us a review. Maybe you've been using something different than what Kevin has, like the mower or the, the, the trimmer or the, what, uh, chainsaw or any of those things. Yeah. Or some yeah. of the other attachments for the, uh, the upgraded, uh, edger would be, yeah. would be cool to hear about yeah. as well. So if you've had any sort of experience with these products, we'd probably love to hear from you guys, uh, absolutely on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of those places. So. Send us an email, info at homeownershow.com. That would be fantastic. We'll shout it out. That's right. Oh. That's right. Anything else, man? I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I, 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 I give it two thumbs up and I say it is worth every penny and I am super thrilled with it. So, and I don't, I don't have much else. What else do we need to uh, discuss? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to borrowing it and not returning it for a long time. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> I know where you keep your stuff. Yeah. So, well, man, it's, uh, it's been good. And, uh, you know, please, uh, feel free if you're enjoying this podcast to go out, leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. That would be wonderful. We would thoroughly appreciate that. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. You know, I, I know a lot of people are, are not listening to as many podcasts as they, they might normally when their drive time was different or when they were on the job and now they're, they're at home teaching their kids that things are, are different. So thanks for sticking with us. Um, and know that we're going to be here every Tuesday. I mean, goodness, we've still figured out a way to make that happen, which is pretty amazing. Um, so, uh, thanks for, thanks for sticking with us. And, um, I guess that's about it until next time. We'll see you later. See ya.